Thank you for this morning. Thank you for what you are set to do. Thank you because I know you have a plan. I realize that you have a plan. I realize that you have a plan. I realize that you have a plan. And this morning I'm being equipped. I'm being I'm, I'm being trained in the name of Jesus. I'm being trained in the name of Jesus. I receive boldness to pray for the sick. I receive knowledge to pray for the sick. In the name of Jesus, I see signs and wonders. In the name of Jesus, I see miracles. I see healing miracles. In the name of Jesus. Lego Shabarade. Oh, declare with your mouth and declare boldly and say, I see healing miracles this week. In the name of Jesus, I see healing miracles this week. In the name of Jesus, I see healing miracles this week. In the name of Jesus, I see healing miracles this month. In the name of Jesus, I see healing miracles this year. In the name of Jesus, I see healing miracles more than I've ever seen in my life combined. In the name of Jesus, I see more people healed through my hands and through my ministry in the name of Jesus I come in contact with boldness by the Spirit of the Lord in the name of Jesus fear you have no place in my mind fear you have no place in my heart there is boldness at work in me right now there is boldness at work in me right now there is boldness at work in me right now in the name of Jesus there is boldness at work in me right now in the name of Jesus wherever you are just lift up your voice and begin to pray and say there is boldness at work in me there is boldness in Walk in me. There's a boldness at walk in me in the name of Jesus. Let go, Shada Baradina. Shinandia Garati Zatata Palagia Beradoshina Mantaka Paradosi Balida Bodes walks in me in the name of Jesus. Fear has no place in my mind. In the name of Jesus, the power of God walks through my hands. These hands are healing hands. These hands are healing hands. And as I pray for the sick, their bodies respond with health. As I pray for the sick, their bodies respond with health. In the name of Jesus, as I pray for the sick, their bodies respond with health. In the name of Jesus. Oh, declare the right. Declare that right now. Lego Shibarida Baladina. Zeto Koto Koto Palida. Yego Shinande. Lego Shinande. Liga Barado Shinandi Kata. As I pray for the sick, their bodies respond with health. No situation, no case is beyond my reach. Because the power of God works on me. Glory to God. The power of God works on me. When I pray for the sick, their bodies respond with health. Even if I've prayed before and I've seen healing miracles I pray again and I pray even much more and I see healing miracles in the name of Jesus Lego Shati Parida even if I've prayed before and I've seen progress but I've not seen wholeness oh I pray again and as I pray their bodies respond with health in the name of Jesus even if I've prayed before I pray again and their bodies respond with health in the name of Jesus concerning members of my family oh as I learn and as I apply what I learn I see healing miracles oh glory 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 
Oh, in God's word, there's no, there's no such thing as aged people's sickness. There's no such thing as old people's sickness. Oh, because we know, hey, concerning Moses, oh, that his body was strong. He was strong. He was strong. At 80, he was strong as he was when he was 40. As an old man, he was strong as he was when he was a youth. Oh, glory. Oh, my parents, their bodies become strong, just like my body is strong. Oh, because there's a supply of the Spirit of God. Liba Gardina Gardi. My mind is renewed. Oh, right now we begin to pray that our minds are renewed. Our minds are adjusted to God's word. Our minds are adjusted to God's word. Our minds are adjusted to God's word. Oh, just two more minutes as we pray. My mind is adjusted. By your spirit, my perspective is changed. You declare over yourself that my, my mind is adjusted. In the name of Jesus. The light of God's word floods my heart. The light of God's word floods my heart. No more will it be said, oh, that I struggle to heal the sick. No more will it be said that I'm uncertain about their healing. No more will it be said that when there's an opportunity to minister to healing, I'm afraid or I'm shy or I'm timid. No, no, no. I come up with boldness. My mind is flooded with God's word. In the name of Jesus, my mind is flooded with God's word. And freaking from today, I see healing miracles. In the name of Jesus. Alright, I want you to declare right now. Just declare as I declare. Say right now, beginning from today, I begin to see healing miracles. I begin to see signs, wonders, and miracles. When I lay my hands on the sick, their bodies respond with health. When I pray for the sick, I see healing miracles. No situation is beyond my reach. The blind eyes are open. Through me, blind eyes are open. Through me, deaf ears are unstopped. In the name of Jesus, I see ulcer healed through my hands. In the name of Jesus, I see cancer healed through my hands. In the name of Jesus, when I declare, I see all that I say. In the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Amen and amen. Glory to God. Welcome to church this morning. Uh, I hope you've had a good week so far. Um, I believe you know why we're here. We're here to learn primarily how to heal the sick. And if there's anyone you feel like needs should be here, please reach out to them. And tell them to join. The live stream is on already. And the teaching is about to start. And so I'll just give you 15 seconds to do that. Or, 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 or 20 seconds to do that. Reach out to someone to join the live stream right away. Alright. So, like I said, I said we're here to learn how to heal the sick. And that's a very, very important subject. We're here to learn how to heal the sick. Please bring out your Bibles, bring out your writing material, or if you're going to use your phone to um, to check the Bible, and also make sure you're taking notes. That's very important. Make sure you are taking notes. All right? Okay. So, Father, we thank you for today. Thank you because we know, ha, 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 that there will be healing miracles this week. In the name of Jesus, ulcer pain is healed this week. In the name of Jesus, hey, that foul spirit responsible for that condition in your life, I command you to go leave that body right now. In the name of Jesus, there's freedom for you because there's someone under the sound of my voice that. A demon spirit has been responsible for a situation in your life. And you know it. You know it. You know it. You are suspected. You know it. Right now, that spirit leaves. I command you to go. In the name of Jesus. You are free in the name of Jesus. You are free. And concerning your family member, I see a, 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 the spirit of fear ravaging and tormenting someone's mind. And you have often wondered because the person has been afraid of death. Afraid of death. And I say that false spirit, leave right now in the name of Jesus. Go. You don't have no place in that body. That mind is free. It belongs to Jesus. I command you to go in the name of Jesus. You are free. You are free. You are free. 
You are free in the name of Jesus. And there's someone also under the sound of my voice. A demon spirit has been responsible for the financial hardship. Money has just been stranded in your family. I command right now a release in the name of Jesus. This week, you experience financial miracle in your family in the name of Jesus. Oh, 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 because you are used to abundance, but you see lack. Right now, there's release in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Glory to God. Glory. Oh, just thank God because we've received. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. God bless you. All right. So, very quickly, we'll be learning how to heal the sick. Or as I've titled it, to heal the sick. To heal the sick. Um... Oh, thank you, Lord, for understanding. Thank you for utterance. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. To heal the sick. Now, many times, the reason why we haven't been able to successfully heal the sick is because of misconceptions that we have. There is so much mis... Listen, you can know the truth and still live a life... And still lead a life of lies. You can know the truth in your head, but you find it very difficult to practice. And what I want to do in this teaching is to amplify the truth again. You see, because James said, you have to make sure you are not a forgetful hearer for you to be a doer. Meaning, you have to be reminded and you have to remind yourself consistently if you would do the word. You have to remind yourself consistently. And so what I'm doing today is a reminder and to, to flood the light of God's word in your heart concerning healing and how to heal the sick. Now, like I said earlier, many people, the primary reason why they haven't been able to heal the sick is because of misconceptions in their mind. And I'll just run through five misconceptions very quickly that many people have had in their minds. The first one that I have here is that I'm not prayerful enough. You know, sometimes you have a situation, someone is sick, you want to pray for the person, and you just feel like, oh my God, I'm not, I, I wish I've been praying, you know, I've had some prayer power, you know, and so because I'm not prayerful enough, I might not be able to heal the sick. And some people have this misconception from um, a, a poor explanation of a particular scripture. Um, Matthew chapter 17. Some people have this idea from Matthew 17. And so we're going to read Matthew 17 and explain it so that we clear the air. Matthew 17, because, you know, some people are like, oh, I can't, I can't heal the sick, you know, because these signs followed, um, they say, they say, you know, this kind go not except by prayer and fasting. You know, I've not been so prayerful. I've not been fasting. I mean, if I've not fasted, how will I be able to heal the sick? If I've not been prayed up, how will I be able to heal the sick? Let's see what Matthew 17 says. I'll start from verse 17, where the story starts, um, verse 14, where the story starts from. It says, and when they were come to... So, when they were come to the multitude, they came to him, a certain man, kneeling down to him and saying, you, you see, this story talks about how desperate the father of the boy was. He said, he came kneeling down to Jesus. So, he, he was so desperate. I mean, in the public, he just walked up to Jesus. He ran up to Jesus and fell on his, you know, fell down and began to beg him. You see, All right. He began to beg him. Verse 15 says, Lord, have mercy on my son. He says, for his lunatic and sore vexed. And oftentimes it falls into fire and oftentimes into water. You can see why the man was desperate. His son was so sick, tormented of a demon. Sometimes he falls into fire. Imagine that. He would have scars on his body and sometimes into water. If he saw a pool, he would just jump in and want to drown himself. The devil was out to destroy this guy. You see, and you see, and I just feel like some cases are so critical. And we just feel so helpless. Like this person is too sick and he needs a big man of God to intervene. You see, that's how we feel sometimes. Now, in verse 16, it says, And I brought him to your disciples, and they could not cure him. 
Many men of God have prayed, but it's not working. And Jesus said unto him, O faithless and perverse generation, how long will I be with you? And how long will I suffer with you? He said, Bring him either to me. Have you ever wished that Jesus was around in person to pray concerning a, a, a sick loved one you have? Hmm. And so Jesus rebuked the demon and he departed from him. And the child was cured from that very hour. And his disciples came unto him aside and said, Why couldn't we cast him out? And Jesus said, Because of your unbelief. Because of your unbelief. Because of your unbelief why couldn't we cure him he says because of your unbelief he said verily i say unto you if you have faith as a grain of mass mustard seed if you just have a little faith you see have you noticed that when the situation is tough our our default our default glory to god our default mode is just to be afraid and begin to doubt we, we, we just don't even, we don't even reminisce on, on the possibility that God will heal the sick. We just look at how helpless the person is, how critical the situation is, and we just fill our mind. We just allow our minds to flow in unbelief. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. And Jesus said, you know what? It's because of your unbelief. You see? And he said... If you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move to yonder place. It says, and nothing, nothing, if you have faith like a mustard seed, nothing will be impossible to you. It gives you a different perspective about, about huge things like a mountain. It says, no matter how complicated it looks, no matter how sick the person has become, no matter how feeble he has become, he said, if you just have little faith. So he, t he, he tells you how he's thinking. He's not telling you, oh, you have to have prayed up. You have to have done a lot of big stuff. He said, just a little fit. So tell yourself, just a little fit. When you look at that situation, don't begin to reminisce. And don't begin to wonder that, oh my God, this person is so sick. Do I even have enough faith? Yes, just a little fit. You would say to this mountain, so this guy has been critically sick, but Jesus said what you needed was just a little faith. And then he says, How be it, this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. You know, and sometimes people just conclude that Jesus means this demon cannot go except by prayer and fasting. You know what? Let's look at a few scriptures that help you see that that couldn't have been what the Jesus was saying. That couldn't have been what he was saying. Look at Colossians chapter 2. Because we feel sometimes, oh, that this case, the demon responsible is so huge. You know, I can't handle it. Look at what Jesus said. Colossians chapter 2 verse 15. He says, Having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly triumphing over them in it. He he spoke, it, it means to strip, the word spoke means to strip, you know, like, like when someone catches, when, when, when a military group catches a terrorist, they strip him of his, his ammunition. That's what he's saying. He said, haven't stripped off the devil of his authority. Do you see that? So it means he doesn't have the right, hey, he doesn't have the right to torment that body again. He doesn't have the legal authority. Do you understand? Imagine a president that has been stripped of his authority. He has been stripped. He has been impeached. He doesn't have the authority as the chief of the armed force again. So if he's commanding, he's just he and the, uh, the soldiers, if they obey him, they are they are just they are just fools. They don't know what they're doing. Do you understand? So the devil has been stripped of his authority. To commence that when you see a sick person, realize that the devil no longer has the authority to torment that body. Hey, and guess who has the authority now? Glory, we have the authority. Let me show you. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. We've already seen that the devil has been stripped of his authority. Look at what Luke chapter 10 says. Very beautiful scripture, verse 19. Oh, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Luke 10, 19. I'll start from, Luke 10, I'll start from verse 18. 
And he, Jesus, said unto them, I beheld Satan falling from heaven. You, you see that. He's been stripped of his authority. He's been stripped of his authority. He's been stripped of his authority. This was a vision that Jesus had. It has nothing to do with the fall of Satan. It is a vision that symbolizes how he has been stripped of his authority. And verse 19 just proves this. He says, Behold, I give you power. That word in the Greek means authority. It means the right. You, you now have the right. Do you understand? It's like when someone, when you begin to work in a company, maybe as an accountant, and they give you the key to the safe. Now you have the authority to access the safe. Do you see that now? You have the authority. You have the right. Do you understand? When you are, when you are accessing the safe, nobody will say, what are you doing? So the devil now has no... Let me say the former accountant was sacked. He was stripped of that authority. If he is found anywhere close to that safe, it's an offense. Do you understand? You, the new boy in town, the new accountant, can say, what are you doing there? Leave that place. Why? He no longer has authority. The devil has no authority to torment that sick body. So if he's having a field day and even getting the person sick unto the point that the person is bedridden, guy, you have to take authority. You have to see I'm the new guy in town. I'm the new mayor in town. I'm in charge here. He doesn't have the right. You see that? So you take authority. You realize. He said, I give you authority. So if you're using a paper Bible, you could circle it and write authority. That's what the Greek word means. It means it's the Greek word exousia. It means authority. He said to tread upon serpents and scorpions. He says, and over all the power of the devil. This second word power here is dunamis. His ability. His ability to he has the ability to cause someone to be sick. But guess what? He doesn't have the right to do it. He has the ability, but he, he said, I give you authority over all his abilities. So he might have the ability to... Let me, let me give you an example. For example, when you see a president being called the chief, of, the chief of the armed force, it means he's the chief of the military force, he doesn't have the power. He, if, if, if he's involved in a physical combat, they will beat him up. He cannot fight. He doesn't have that ability. Do you understand? But he has the authority to tell someone that has that ability what to do. He has the, uh, he has the authority. He has the right. So the devil might have the ability to make someone sick, but he doesn't have the right. You have the right to say that sickness should go. Glory to God. So when we say that, oh, I'm not prayerful enough, you know, and so I don't have the authority, you, 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 you're, you're, you're not saying the truth. Jesus has given you the authority. Glory to God. Alright, so very quickly, the first one is that people have the misconception and say, I haven't been prayerful enough. The second one is, I'm not powerful enough. Listen, let me tell you this from the outset. The power of God is a gift. It's not a reward, it's a gift. He said, I give you. There's nothing you have done, I give you. The place where we read, when you read further, Jesus says, Nevertheless, rejoice not that the spirits are subject to you. You see that? Rejoice not that the spirits, the demonic spirits are subject to you. They have the ability to cause a sickness, but they are, sub they are subject to you. You see that? So this is the consciousness you should have. They are subject to you. He says, don't even rejoice over that. Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Rejoice that you're a believer. Meaning, the, the, the fact that I'm a believer is a higher truth. It's a bigger truth than the fact that demon spirits are subject to me. It means if you are a believer, these signs are mandated to follow you. You are, you have the right to cast out devils. You see that? So, there's a higher truth. So, many times we look at it as, Oh, I'm a believer, but I wish I can walk in power. No, 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 no. Because I'm a believer, I walk in power. I have a greater authority. There's a greater authority. You know, when we put walking in power and being a believer on a skill, you guess what outweighs the other? Being a believer outweighs walking in power. So when you realize that you're a believer, tell yourself walking in power is cheap for me. It's cheap for me. It's, I have something bigger than walking in power. So walking in power is very cheap for me. You see that? So the power of God is a gift. It's not a reward. Acts chapter 1 verse 10 is very clear on it. He said, you shall receive power. You shall, it, it wasn't a guesswork. You shall receive power. 
I like what Peter did in Acts chapter 3. He said, such as I have. Oh, glory to God, such as I have. That's how to talk. I have power now. Do I feel it? I don't need to feel it. I have it already. Do you understand? I have brains. I don't need to feel my brains. I know I have brains. Glory to God. So I have power. I don't need to feel it. It's a gift. So sometimes you feel we're not powerful enough. Listen, it's a gift. You don't work for it. You got it already. You don't have to work for it. You got it already. So you tell yourself, I don't have to work for it. I got it already. I don't have to work for it. I don't have to talk for it. I got it already. So that's very important. That's very important. When you read um, Matthew 17, 17, when the disciples could not heal the sick boy, Jesus would say, oh, 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 you guys, you don't have the power. You know, the story we read initially, he didn't say, oh, stop, stop, stop. That's not, you don't have that kind of power. He says, oh, faithless and perverse generation. How long will I suffer with you? Power was not their problem. Faith was. So for you also, power has not been your problem. You say, but I've tried and I've not been able to heal so many. Listen, ah, you know what? Let me not go ahead of myself. I'll handle that very soon. And so the next point is this. Some people feel, oh, I'm not righteous enough. I'm not holy enough. I mean, how will God use me? I, I, I mean, I need to be holy. I need to be perfect before God can use me. Look at Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. Where Peter healed the lame man at beautiful gates. If you want to know about the story, the story was a critical situation. This man was born lame. He couldn't work. And he has been like that for 38 years. His bones have solidified like metal to stay in a certain position because he was lame. In Acts chapter 3, from verse uh, 11, it says, And as the lame man... Uh, okay, so... Initially, we had told the story. Um, Peter at night, uh, he and John they went. He told the man, "Look, um, to look at them, and then he healed the man." You know. Now look at verse eleven. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter, all people ran towards him, towards them in the pouch that was called Solomon, greatly wondering. I mean, this is huge. This is a big miracle. This person that was terribly sick, you healed the person. How did you do that? Look at what he said in verse 12. And when Peter saw it, he answered the people, Ye men of Israel, why, why marvel at this? Come on, why are you looking at this? Because as if it's a big deal. Don't you realize that the fact I'm a believer is a bigger deal? It, it outweighs healing miracles. It outweighs the fact I'm able to heal the sick. I have something bigger. He wasn't, listen, he wasn't amazed. He realized that this is cheap for me. Healing is, come on, say that. Healing is cheap for me. Because I'm a believer, I have something greater than healing. And so healing is easy for me. In verse 12, he says, Or oh, why look ye earnestly at us, as though by our power or holiness we made this man work? Why are you looking at me as if it's by my power that I made this man to work? Do you see that? And so when people say, Oh, you cannot heal the sick because you're, you're not holy, you, it's not true. Besides, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He has made us holy in His sight. Do you understand? So we've been made holy. So I'm holy enough. You know, that's true. I'm holy enough. I'm righteous enough because it's a gift that He has given me. Glory to God. So when you look at it and you feel like, Oh, ah. This one that I did something the other day. This one that I haven't been prayerful. How will God heal this person through me? No, 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 no. Why are you thinking that it's by your power or by your holiness that you are going to make the person healed? It's the work of God. It's the work of God. Power is the gift. Alright? The next point. Okay, so number one, I said I'm not prayerful enough. Number two, I'm not powerful enough. Number three, I'm not righteous enough. Number four, misconception that people have is that I don't know if God wants to heal this person now you see sometimes we feel like ah we've been praying i've been praying i don't know oh if it's god's will he'll heal the person listen stop that that's not how god operates one time a man came to meet jesus a leper he said would you if, if it's your will heal me the bible said jesus placed his hand on him and said be healed it's my will it's always god's will to heal the sick see that yourself listen Think about that person you wanted to pray for and tell yourself, it's always God's will to heal the sick. Say it, it's always God's will to heal the sick. Every sick person I see is God's will to heal that person. 
All right. So that's very important. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. It says how God anointed Jesus with Holy Ghost and with power. He said he went about healing all, all that were oppressed with the devil because God was with him. So why was Jesus able to heal all that were oppressed of the devil? Every one of them because God was with him. It was always God's will to heal them. So when Jesus met someone, he was able to heal everybody. And we know that was God's will. You see that? So Jesus has shown to us that it is always God's will to heal the sick. The last misconception I'll look at is that people look at it and say, Oh no, this one is too big for me. I mean, how is someone that has cancer? How can I pray for someone that has cancer? Oh, how can I pray for someone that has a virus? Oh, if I touch a person, person is go I'm going to contract the disease. No! No! Listen, when light steps into the room, darkness flies out. Do you understand? I told you you have the authority. This is, listen, 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 listen. The reason the disciples were not able to heal the boy in Matthew 17 is because they dwelt on doubts. Jesus said, you faithless generation, faithless and perverse, they dwelt on doubt. Interestingly, that faithless and perverse, that phrase, faithless and perverse, was the same phrase that was used in the book of Hebrews to describe the Israelites that couldn't enter the promised land. The Bible said they were faithless and perverse. Now, if you read the story of the children of Israel trying to get into the promised land, you realize that they were dwelling on their inability to enter. They were dwelling on the fact that they were giants in the land. They were dwelling on the fact that we cannot take it. Johnson, and that's what we have consistently done. Oh, a viral disease? A disease caused by a virus? I cannot. I'm afraid. How about if I contract it? Why is it that you are not looking at the possibilities of healing? Listen, let me teach you this. From my research, I realized that everybody that the Bible talks about as having great faith, people like Abraham, People that Jesus spoke about as having great faith, they talked themselves into the will of God. Um, Joshua and Caleb said, "We are if it's God's will, we are able to." Like all we need to know if it's all we need to know right now is if God wants us to do it. But we are able to. Abraham looked at Isaac and was going to sacrifice his son. He says because he 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 he, he wondered, he pondered, he, he came to a conclusion. He thought about it that God is able to raise the dead. Listen, reminisce some more on the fact that God is able and God is willing and God wants that person healed. Reminisce more on the fact that the devil might have the ability to make this person sick, but he doesn't have the right. I have the right to cast out that demon. I have the right to say that that body should be healed and when i tell that body to be healed the body responds with health that's how to think that's how to grow in faith romans chapter 4 talking about abraham says he did not stagger at the promise of god through unbelief do you see that he did not stagger through unbelief he did not spend his time wanting you know allowing unbelief to flow so stop those thoughts of unbelief on their track stop those thoughts of unbelief oh you have a if i pray the person doesn't get healed stop that don't think about it but, you know fill your mind with thoughts of possibility a man came to jesus and said um my son is sick come and pray for him uh, um just speak the word and you know and my servant will be healed jesus said when, when jesus said the guy had great faith you know what the guy said the guy said i'm a man of authority I said to one, go, and he goes. He began to, he thought about the possibilities. He wasn't thinking about impossibility. So, think about possibilities. Do you understand? Fill your mind that when I pray for this person, the power of God is going to enter your body. And oh my God, that sickness cannot stand the power of God. It's not my power. It's not my righteousness. It's the power of God. Fill your mind with possibilities of healing. That's very important. So I've handled five misconceptions. Now let me handle five truths about how to heal the sick. Just very quickly. Number one is you have the power. You have the power. We've dealt on this already. You have the power. You have the authority. Do you understand? You have the authority. You have the right. It is your right. 
to say that sickness should leave a body and the demon remember they are subject to you so you have the right and so you tell yourself consistently look i have the right when i speak to those body i have the right to say it and it will happen i have that right i have that much power all right so that's very important you have the power Acts chapter 1 verse 8 like we read jesus said you shall receive power after the holy ghost comes upon you so i got the power ready i, I got it i got it I, I got it when you face any situation one of the things you should tell yourself is that i have the power i have the power to heal this sick body i have the power he has given me the power i have it already i got it already it's in me right now the power for this situation is in me right now it's in me right now you see that he said unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that is at work in you so all that I all that I would ever ask and all I'll ever think, oh, you've just often thought, I wish I could heal this sick person. Oh, all you ever think, the power to do it is in you right now. So you consistently say it. Remember, I've taught you oftentimes that the work of faith is speaking. You speak. Alright? Number two truth you need to learn about healing is, or to heal the sick, is healing is always God's will. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Very interesting scripture that shows us that it's always God's will to heal the sick. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. There are many scriptures. Jesus will always heal the sick. Now, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Meaning, God is so willing to heal the sick, he gave you the power. It's like someone is so willing for you to spend their money, they give you their ATM card. It, that, that's the height of willingness. You know, he says, you know what, take. I want he says, Do you want do you, are you sure you want me to spend it to spend any amount I want from your account? He says, Take my card. And at no point is he gonna call you and say, Hey, what are you doing? Why he has given you the rights. This is how it is. So guess what? The power to heal that sick is in you. Cash it out anytime you want. Anytime you want, you cash it out. So how do I know if God is, God is willing? Oh, I got a power in me. The power is in me. The power is in me. So I cash out every time I want. When I see a sick person, I tell myself it's time to cash out. Oh, the power is in me. I know God is willing because he gave me the power to heal you. You, you, you already. It's in me right now. And I supply that's very important. It's always God's will to heal the sick. The third truth you need to know is trust. Listen, that was a problem with the disciples in Matthew chapter 17. When the man brought his son to them, they were dwelling in unbelief. Jesus said, you faithless and perverse generation. So let me go back to explaining that scripture more accurately. Some people think he was saying, oh, you know, this this kind will not accept by prayer and fasting. They think that kind is just um is that kind of demon. We've come to realize that he has given us power over all the powers of the devil, all the abilities of the devil. So there's no power of the devil that is, is above us. He says he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. So if I'm asking a demon to go. The ability to do it is already is already at work in me. The power to do it is already at work in me. Jonathan, so it's not above me. I'm seated in heavenly places above principalities and powers. I have the right to command them. Do you understand? I have the right to command them. So, how do I know? What do I need to do? Now, Matthew 17, Jesus was speaking about unbelief throughout. Matthew 17, 17. When they said, why could, when the man told them, Jesus, when the man told Jesus that his disciples couldn't heal his son, Jesus said they were faithless. When the disciples said in verse 19, why couldn't you cast him out? Jesus said, because of your unbelief. So unbelief was the factor there. So if you trust that when I pray for this person, their bodies will respond with health, that's what will happen. You see, but the disciples were not doing that. They were not doing that. Interestingly, when Jesus prayed for the boy, the Bible said the boy fell down, began to shake, began to convulse, and then at a point he was still. He did not move again. And some people said he was dead. Jesus picked him up. Why? He was sure. That is, listen, no matter what is happening, always tell yourself, when I pray for you, 
your body will rest. Your body is mandated to respond with health. Demons are mandated to respond to anything I see. When a legion of demons were in front of Jesus, all he said was, go, and they went. Do you understand? And he has given you that authority. Do you see that? And so, you must always tell yourself, that sick person I've prayed for, don't begin to wonder, hey, will it happen? Will it not? It will happen. Their bodies are mandated to respond with health when I pray. So when I pray, I'm going to ask you, how do you feel? Do you feel better? If you say, no, I pray for you again. Why? Because your body is mandated to respond with health. The demon spirits are mandated to respond to what I say. The power of God flows in the direction of my confession, in the direction of my prayer. He is willing, and so I am assured. You have to have that trust. You, so, you don't, you don't look at what he's saying and say, ah, how are you feeling? He say, I'm not feeling. He say, ah, okay, it's not working. No, it works. Every time you tell the person, listen. You are healed. I've prayed for that sickness. Eh? All this one is shakara. It has gone. Why? Because you know the authority that you have. So you have to have that confidence. Do you understand? It's not, it's not, about, it's not about anything. It's not about your power. It's not about your holiness. It's about the Father. God has said that the signs will follow you. It's about the Father. He has given you the authority. That's very important. That's how you, that's how you think. That's Every case must respond to what I say you should do. So you must have that assurance. You must have that confidence. Number four, you must try. Listen, you don't heal any sick person if you don't try. If you don't lay your hands on the sick, if you don't pray for the sick, you will not know if they'll be healed or not. You know what? Let me share a, a very interesting story to you. There's a man of God, very popular man of God, has a lot of healing miracles in his life. He said the first, and he prays for a lot of people on the streets. He sees you limping on the street, he's going to walk up to you and pray for you. If he sees that you are carrying a cast or you are carrying POP, he's going to go up and pray for you. Do you understand? But he said the first 1,000 people he prayed for, none got healed. You have to try. When I heard that story, I told myself, I've tried. <laughs> I've not prayed for, I don't think I've prayed for up to a thousand people and I've seen a lot of healing miracles already. Do you understand? So you must try. You must try. You just must try it. You just, listen, no matter how good this sermon is, no matter what you believe, if you don't try, you will never know. I remember the first time I prayed for someone and I got a instant healing, meaning I, I laid my hands. I said, you know what? He says he has a pain. I said, I'm going to lay my hands. They're going to be healed. I prayed. In my mind, as I was praying, I was like, okay, maybe I'll pray like three times before everything. Go. Maybe I'll pray. It will reduce more, then I'll pray again, it will reduce more, then I'll pray again, then to go. You know, that's how I was thinking. But I just prayed for him and I said, how do you feel right now? He said, it's gone. I said, it's gone? Oh, I was surprised. And I was excited. Do you understand? So you must try it. You must try it. Now, you're not trying to say, will it work or will it not work? No, you're like, I'm confident it will work. I'm going to try it. I'm going to pray for someone. Alright? So if there's someone you know, if there's someone that's been on your mind all through this teaching, listen, I pray for you. The power of God is going with you. After this meeting, call the person. Say, I'm going to pray for you and you're going to be healed. Do you understand? And pray for the person. And tell the person, look, how do you feel right now? You see recovery. You see healing miracles. Some will be instant. Some will be gradual. But they will definitely be healed this week. Do you understand? So do that. You have to try. That's very important. You have to try. To resolve to try. Anytime you hear someone is sick, tell them, offer to pray. Ask the person, how do you feel? Don't be afraid. You might not know. As the person is checking his body, he might just realize, oh, the pain is going. It's going. It's reducing. You pray again. It's reducing. You pray again. It's gone. So that's very important. Then the final point is prayer. Listen. Prayer doesn't make you have power. We've already established that you have the power, you have the authority. But prayer makes the power you have available. James chapter 5, verse 17, very popular scripture from the Amplified. It says the heartfelt prayer of the righteous makes that power available. Do you understand? You're able to supply. Listen, when you pray, pray like a believer. Pray like a believer. Pray like someone that knows God's word. Pray and begin to declare and say, I have authority. Oh, glory to God, I have authority. I got authority already. I got authority already. I got power. When I pray for the sick, their bodies respond with health. In the name of Jesus. That's how you pray. That's how a man of faith prays. A man of faith prays declaring what he knows is truth concerning God's word. Do you understand? I'm not asking God, oh, let the power come. No, I'm saying when I pray for the sick, their 
bodies respond to health. When I pray for malaria, it goes instantly. When I pray for typhoid, it goes instantly. When I pray for a viral disease, it goes. It ceases because the power is at work in me. That's how you do. You, 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 know, you, know, you focus. You can even visualize it. You, you, you visualize someone lying down. You say, when I pray for you, you stand up by the power of God. Do you understand? That's how you pray. You pray with confidence. Do you understand? You make this your routine during your prayer every day. You tell yourself, sick bodies are healed. Sick bodies. You say, I supply healing. From your heart, you declare. Why? I have the power. I can say to demon spirits, go and they will go. Listen, never think that demon spirits are not afraid of you. They, they are. They might have the ability to, to, to perform drama, but they don't have the authority. So once you tell them to go, they go. They respond. Do you understand? I tell myself, when I, when I, when, when I decree a thing, heaven endorses it. The earth adjusts to accommodate what I say. Hell is mandated to, uh, to, to obey what I say. That's what I say when I'm praying. Do you understand? So when I stand and I declare a thing, I know that heaven endorses it. Hell has to obey it. The earth adjusts itself. To accommodate what I see. It's a very beautiful confession. Do you understand? And so if I declare that you will be healed, it doesn't matter the case. If I declare over you that you have financial blessings, it doesn't matter if there's a lockdown and people cannot move and people are in need of money. The earth will adjust itself to, <coughs> to accommodate what I see. So you must say that. Do you understand? You declare it from your heart. You believe it. You believe it. You tell yourself, oh, when I pray for the sick. <laughs> Their bodies respond. Health comes out of their body. So that's very important. Prayer. Do you understand? So those are the things you need to do to heal the sick. Do you understand? You spend your time, you read healing testimonies about people, healing testimonies about Jesus. You meditate on them, you pray, you declare. In your place of prayer, you are declaring. Alright? So I'm going to do that right now. Please begin to pray. Right now I'm going to declare. In the name of Jesus as I pray. The sick are healed. In the name of Jesus. Healing, 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 healing. Healing is a portion of everyone I pray for. In the name of Jesus. No situation is bigger than me. Hey, because I have the right. The power is working in me right now. Hey, when I pray, their bodies, their organs. Hey, even if the doctor says it's incurable. Hey, life, the life of God flows into that body right now and correct every malfunction. In the name of Jesus, every demon spirit responsible is expelled. In the name of Jesus, every generational cause in my family, in my home, I'm not in the lap of anyone I'm praying for. I decree and I declare that as I speak, oh, their bodies respond with health. In the name of Jesus, that deficiency in your family, it ends right now. That deficiency in the eyes, in, in, in the eyesight in your family, Right now, it goes in the name of Jesus speaking to you. It goes right now in the name of Jesus. Health, you realize you don't need glasses again. You don't need medication again. Because the power of God has supplied for you. In the name of Jesus. That sick loved one of yours. Liba, Coco, Patita, Anandina. Their bodies respond with health. In the name of Jesus. Pray, pray, pray right now. Pray right now. Let go, Shabradina. Let go, Doko, Dabalida. Let go, Dabalida. Oh, this is the time to prepare yourself. Let go, Doko, Doko, Dada. To make the power available. Let go, Doko, Dabalida. Let go, Riga. Let Oh, no sickness is permitted. Oh, no sickness is permitted. That pain, that cramp goes right now. In the name of Jesus, this week you will not experience it. In the name of Jesus, leko pratika, that back pain is gone. In the name of Jesus, that wrist pain is gone. In the name of Jesus, that pain in the stomach, that infection in your stomach, that infection in your body, it leaves right now. In the name of Jesus, I decree and declare, 
oh, that you don't need those drugs anymore. Because you would see a miracle. You will see a miracle in the name of Jesus. Lego Shaparida. Zeto Koto Koto Palida. Likada Barra Kada Kadaba. Jenanda Kadabala Kadiada. Lekada Kadabala Diaboro Doshinande. Matakate. Pray, 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 pray. Lekoto Koto Palida. Mandaka. Concerning your body. Hey, life surges out of your body. Listen, we are going to talk like Moses. That at age 80, I'm as strong as I was at age 40. Lekatoko. My strength is not abated. In the name of Jesus, there's strength and energy for me. There's strength and energy for me. There's strength and energy for me. Your eyesight are getting weak. You tell your eyes, you begin to see with clarity. Clearly, your physical eyes begin to see with clarity. In the name of Jesus, I cannot go blind. There's no defect for me. In the name of Jesus, Likapatoho. Manda, whether it's a disease, it's a sickness, it's an affliction caused by the devil, or it's, an, it's, it's a disorder, or it's a condition, a mental condition, an emotional condition, or a spiritual condition, you begin to declare and declare right now, my body is free, in the name of Jesus, whatever my heavenly father has planted is uprooted right now, in the name of Jesus, oh, so many miracles already, listen, some of you already begin to feel some things in your body, leko, patikate, kanodo, the angels of the Lord, I'm ministering to people. I see him ministering to people. That waste pain is gone. In the name of Jesus, that sharp pain you feel when you stand up, you are healed right now. In the name of Jesus, that headache is gone. Yes, that headache is gone. That migraine is gone forever. In the name of Jesus, lick up don't excuse it away. Don't excuse it away. Don't excuse it away. Those nightmares are gone. In the name of Jesus. Oh, there's so much miracle. There's so much miracle. And even if I've not called the condition, you can be able to declare right now. I say it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Glory to God is gone. It's gone. Oh, that condition in your family. You're going to declare right now. I say it's gone. Glory to God. It's gone. Glory to God. It's gone. Glory to God. Oh, Father we thank you oh father we thank you father we thank you glory to god hallelujah listen i want you to check your bodies right now you will observe healings already and i want you to just comment it here and also um in the you could send me a dm also and also on in the group chat but check your bodies right now whatever was in condition before or during this service, you check your body, you realize that it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. If you have to do the house of silence, declare it's going to go right now in the name of Jesus. So I just give you two minutes to check yourself, to check yourself, check yourself, check yourself because you are healed. You're healed. Headache is gone. Glory to God. You're healed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Shebarita. Oh, thank you for the many healing miracles. Thank you, Daddy. Hey, glory, glory. Woo -hoo -hoo. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you could comment it here on the group chat. Thank you so much for joining service today. I believe you were blessed. I want you to practice these things. I want you to keep bringing Remind yourself, the same will be out shortly. I want you to keep reminding yourself of these things. And you see your life repeats with healing and the supernatural. The Lord bless you. I love you. Have a great day ahead of you.